0: holy hands let's offer up the sacrifice of praise let's pour our worship out on the adorable one father you are great and greatly to be praised and we magnify your name you are awesome in every way there's none more powerful in all heaven and earth the earth is yours and the fullness thereof we are created in your image to worship and glorify you in word and indeed and we lift you up right now we exalt you almighty God you are above every circumstance you are in control of every situation father we thank you that you preordained us you predestined us before the beginning of the earth to win to be victorious to be on top to be the head and not the tail to be above and not to be beneath to to be blessed and not cursed hallelujah so father we magnify you and we lift up you as everywhere throughout this place and we worship you we yield ourselves to you we surrender our lives we surrender our situations we surrender our hearts to you father Hallelujah to who you are you are glorious and divine. You are magnificent in every way All glory and all honor and all power and all blessings belong to you almighty God hallelujah 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 glory be to God There is not a name on this earth that is above that great name Jesus In fact, scripture says it's at that name that every knee should bow and every tongue shall confess. That that name Jesus, that man, the Messiah Yeshua is Lord to the glory of God. Says demons flee at that name. The devil trembles at that name. That name has power to turn your curses into blessings. That name has power to turn your sickness into healing. That name has power to turn your confusion into peace. That name has power to turn your lost ways into victorious ways. That name has power to turn your trials into testimonies. That name has power to turn your victimization into victory. There's no greater name than the name of Jesus. And he's given you authority by that great name. To walk in the fullness of that which he put you in the earth to walk in. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up and just worship him. Father, we thank you. We magnify you. We lift you up. You are awesome. You are mighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, the table has been set. Praise and worship has ushered in your presence in a glorious way. And we know that you inhabit the praises of your people. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now to saturate, to indwell this environment, this atmosphere. Make it yours. Flow up and down every aisle, in and out each row. Minister to the hearts of your people. Daddy, I pray right now that the authority and the power of your word goes forth, setting wrongs right, setting the captive free, setting the confused at peace, setting the disillusioned with vision. Father, I thank you that you confirm your word with signs and wonders following. I thank you, Father, that you use me as your pen Writing on the tablets of the hearts of your people, your will, your way, and your divine glory. Holy Spirit, minister to your hearts, penetrate them, that your word does not fall on fallow or hard or on rocky ground, but it falls on good ground, producing 30, 60, and 100 fold, that your people may leave this place glorifying you in every way. We thank you for every dream team member that served and contributed to the flow of your spirit. We give you the glory, honor, and praise for their harvest, their victory, their overcoming, and their example and pattern that they've set in service to you. With all that being said and done, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise for that which you will accomplish during this time. In the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen, 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 and amen. Before you are seated, give three people a high five and tell them it's great to see you this morning. Great to see you, baby. Great job. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, he is good. Somebody over there saying that, Mama Kane over there saying that, like, yes, he is good. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Praise the Lord. Welcome to those that are viewing us by way of social media. We welcome you and continue, uh, consider you a part of today's service. So add your comments, encourage those that are watching with you. But for those that are here, it's mighty good to see you on this Sunday morning. All right. If you've been uh, here for a little bit, you know that we're in the middle of a series that I am teaching called The Pattern. And our foundational scriptures are Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. Secondary foundational scripture is First Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. How be it? For this cause, I've obtained mercy that in me first, Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him and to life everlasting. Now, this is my response. This is my my reflection to Pastor Gregory's uh, message that he ministered, a series that he ministered called The Blueprint. I'm ministering on the pattern. He spent time talking about the roles, responsibilities, and, and the callings of man in the earth. We're spending time talking about the roles and responsibility and callings of women in the earth. Amen. And it's important and indicative to each gender because you're going to deal with one another one way or another. Amen. And, um, and, and I'll un- unwrap the, 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 the box a little bit later on in the service. But 1 Timothy chapter, uh, first, well, let me back up. Slow down, girl. Blah, 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 blah. Proverbs chapter 31, talking about who can find a virtuous woman. In other words, what he's saying, what she's saying here is that this woman is worth her weight in gold. She's not just some random chick out there. She's not doing whatever, whenever to whomever. But she is something that is valuable and she's not on every corner. And it goes on to say, for her price is far above rubies. We talked about that ruby. That ruby actually is a a regular old, it's it's one of those uh, stones that's out there. It's a a rock. But what makes it a ruby is that it has a slight impurity in its formation. And it turns red and it makes itself brilliant. And the only way you're going to find is that you got to collect a whole bunch of these rocks. And you got to wash it, scrub it, and clean it till you find that brilliance. Otherwise, you just gotta break it. Hence a lot of women. We just got, one way or another, we gotta go through a process, amen? First Timothy chapter 1, verse 16, he's talking, uh, that one is a foundational scripture because right there he's saying that Jesus uses us in our brokenness. He uses us in some of our impurities. He uses us in our pursuit of him to be a pattern as long as we're following Jesus, amen? own personality all the glorious you that is you to fill in that outline if you're dainty and 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 cute and and a size two and you're real prissy that's cool you got you fill in the pattern with all the glory that you are woman of god but if you loud you're like hey <laughs> like i can be You're glorious, too, and you have the substance to fill in this pattern. Amen? Also, we spent time talking about just a quick review, talking about Genesis chapter 1. God created female unto himself. And in creating female unto himself, he created her and male in his image with the same assignment, with the same uh, authority, with the same fortitude, and with the same accomplishments in the earth. He also turned around and made man where? Don't y'all sleep on me. I'll have y'all get up and walk around this whole building. <laughs> Those that's been here, God made man where? Man. He made man in the field, but he made woman where? Man. In the Garden of Eden. The, the word Eden is also translated as what? What? Paradise a place of pleasure a place of delight. So all that is in Eden is in her the gold the pearl the onyx stone life Beauty color fortitude everything that brings life everything that 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 God needed to perpetuate in the earth What he wanted to duplicate in the earth he put in her? And then once once we get over to Genesis chapter 2, what do we talk about man then takes his baby girl his female spirit Woman and now he puts flesh on her and it's not until she presents He presents her to man that she becomes woman God created female, but he made a woman So you can be born a female But unless you spend time with God and know who you are in him and you have the foundation of what he created you to be in the earth You won't be made a woman. You might think you're a woman But you won't be made a woman now, none of y'all here. I'm just talking, you know, because y'all are perfect and, and divine in every way. But y'all make sure y'all repeat that to some of them people you deal with on, on work at work or wherever. Amen. And then in making her in the Garden of Eden, he makes her a woman. And then man calls her what? Man is the one who called her a woman. God didn't. And so then now we're spending time in Proverbs chapter 31, and we spent time talking about all the preceding um, ingredients, all the preceding patterns and outlines and characteristics of that Proverbs 31 woman, that virtuous woman, that woman of valor, that woman of strength, that woman of power. And now we're going to pick up. We started at Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. We're going to pick up at verse 15. That's where we left off last week. And if you would turn with me to Proverbs 31, we're going to read, start reading at verse 15. And it says, she rises also while it is yet night and gives meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. Verse 16, she considers a field. She buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. Now, verse 15 and 16 talks about how when it's evening and it's time to slow down and everything in her wants to chill and, and relax. She said it says that she gets up. And she finishes what she started. She makes sure that her household is taken care of from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. Basically, she's making dinner, (laughs) in plain terms. She's making dinner, making sure the it just says she's making sure dinner is made. She's making sure the dishes are washed. She's making sure the floor is swept. She's making sure the counter is clean. She's making sure the stove, the microwave, and the oven are wiped down. Now, I brought that up to 2018 because in this millennial age, I am encountering more and more human beings, but specifically young ladies that don't know how to cook. And what's ironic to me that as the population of people increase that don't know how to cook, nor care to cook, nor are inclined to cook, so also is the diseases associated with obesity, malnutrition, and bad eating habits. Diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol is higher than it's ever been. And it's starting younger and younger and younger because mama didn't know how to cook, the 20, 30 year old mama don't cook. Now, let's, let's clarify, because I'm about to get in your business a little bit. Is that okay? I love you. I love you online. I love... Somebody got to tell you the truth. Okay? Cooking, I heard a comedian say this, and I about fell out on the floor. Cooking is different from fixing. When you cook you actually have to take the meat out to thaw. When you cook, you actually are chopping and cutting, slicing and dicing. When you cook, you are actually peeling and turning on stoves and ovens. When you fix, you pop it in a microwave, you press one minute, and you keep it moving. Hence, cooking is... I'm not talking about fixing. I'm talking about cooking. So young ladies out there, if you let's I mean shoot, I'd probably have to start 40 and under. But most definitely 30 and under. And I'm talking to my daughter too. If you look it online, my daughter, she will, she knows how to, but she will skirt it on every. Don't tell her I told y'all that. <laughs> she don't like being embarrassed, but it behooves, I said it, that's my word, behooves you to get with grandmama, mama. Auntie, everybody got an auntie or a mama that can cook, can throw down. And I'm not talking about old school cooking. Let's bring it up to 2018. You don't have to cook greens with fat back no more. Okay? You don't gotta do that no more. All right? I don't think pig's feet and cow tongue was meant to be a part of. The, the, the pyramid of nutrition. Okay, so, you know, they're doing new things with macaroni and cheese these days. But listen, you can still be healthy with all night. I don't know how, right? So it says here that she rise up while it's night. I don't know how I got off, on, but yeah, praise the Lord. It was good. And then it says in verse 16, she considers the fields and she buys it. And with the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She is a savvy businesswoman. And when it says she considers, she thinks about, she contemplates. She's not impulsive. She thinks about, she has a plan. When she sees something worth investing, she considers, can it yield me fruit? She doesn't get involved with stuff unless she knows and understands and really considers not only herself, but what she's getting involved in. Every other corner, there's a a money-making scheme. In fact, there's money in creating and marketing money-making schemes. And if that's you, that's you. Praise God. But you got to be honest with yourself. If you don't like talking to people and walking up to strangers, you didn't consider your field. Just because it might yield nice dividends, it's for that person that's willing and that's called to put themselves in that that prayed about it, that got the peace about it, that God gave a plan to. I remember when I got in business, the God, Holy, I promise you, Holy Spirit told me to get in what I got into. I don't, believe it or not, I am an introverted person. I don't know how to take that. I am, I am an introverted person. I like, I have to have my me time. If I'm hosting a party, you'll see I'll ghost on you for about an hour, 35 minutes or so. I have to step back, collect myself, and then, get, and then don't let me be at somebody else's party. You probably won't even know that I'm there. I have to make myself get up, say hi to everybody if I'm at somebody else's party. And then I'll, 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 I'll fade to black. I will. <laughs> Saying that to say, I'm not the person that's going to make cold calls. I don't like rejection, (laughs) I don't like it, I don't like feeling like I'm making people do things that they don't necessarily want to do. So when God told me to get into real estate, I'm like, what? And I sat on that thing for about two weeks. And you heard my husband share the story that God down told him that she needs to probably investigate real estate. He come telling me that at our little family meeting. And I'm like, ooh, are you sure that was God? <laughs> but I had to have a plan. I prayed over that thing. And God worked it out because he, he told me to do it. He had to make it away. Because I wasn't about to sit up and make 50 calls a day. That wasn't me. That's not, I'm not about to pass out my business cards to people I don't even know. Come on now. It's not me. Some people, they do it and they do it well. I don't like going to networking situations. I don't. I don't like, I don't. Now I will, but I don't like to. That's not what I'm going to get. I'm not about to go to the next business marketing networking opportunity. I've been invited to be. Do you know how I many? I've been invited to be on television shows, series. Mm mm. Mm mm. She considers the field and she buys it with the fruit of her hands. Once she's considered it and has a plan and she knows that this is worthwhile, she doesn't mind. She understands that there's going to be a season where she has to get her hands dirty to get it going. She's savvy and she invests in her future. Number 17 and 18, we're about to have a little bit of fun right now. Now, this one is complex. 17 and 18, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. It says what it says. She takes care of her body. She makes sure that she is snatched as much as she can. She invests in herself. A lot of times we're so tired because we're lending ourselves to everybody else. We fail to take time out for ourselves and wondering why we're embittered with them feeling like they don't appreciate us when we didn't even appreciate us. The virtuous woman, guess what? She steps back and she strengthens her arms. She girdeth her loins. She makes sure that she's taking care of her body. Now, I'm not saying if you got married at a size two, that when you're 70 years old, you're still supposed to be a size two. But don't go, you you might not want to blow up to be a size 24. Now, if you're a size 24, praise God. But you had to work really hard to get from a size two to a 24. I'm saying this to say, because some, you know, Churches have vested themselves in being very politically correct. And I am so not politically correct. I wasn't raised in church, so I don't know, you know, the niceties of churchhood. (laughs) But I love people. I do. As introverted as I may be, I am passionate. I love people. The reason why I succeeded in business is because I love people people i spent time with them i would mentor them on their efforts i would make sure they were financially understanding i took time out for them it wasn't about the next closing it wasn't when you chase money you will always fail because money is fleeting she considers a, a virtuous woman she's not trying to get involved with 10 different things Jack of all trades and a master of none. It's when you master something that it starts unfolding itself. She considers that field. She buys it. She plants a vineyard. She gets her hands dirty. She spends time doing what needs to be done to make sure that what she's producing is of excellence. She plants a vineyard. Back in those times, one of the most expensive things you could have was wine. but she, it says here that she girds her, she girds her loins with strength and she strengthens her arms. She receiveth that her merchandise is good. She takes care of her body. She's making sure that she's in shape. She takes time out for herself. And here's where it gets tricky because she's taking care of her body. And you know, the scripture has unfolded meanings. The Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew alphabet has 22 characters. And when it's put together, it has so many different meanings because it comes with images as well. And when she says she perceives that her merchandise is good, that word merchandise Well, she perceives she tastes she understands she's ingested she is very well aware from the inside out that what she does she is profitable and valuable to her family not that what she's selling is good but who she is and what she produces is good and when it says good there it says pleasant actually it's almost it's a word that comes from the same root word as eating and basically, she knows that it's pleasurable, it's good, it's profitable, it's advantageous, it's valuable. It is far more worth far more than rubies. And then it says there that her light goeth not out by night. And that word light there isn't that flicker, that luminance light. It, says, it actually means it's the Hebrew root word of shine, glitter. Actually, when you look at, I look it up. When you look up that word, her light, the first word that it says in most, in in the Strong's anyway, is glitter. Now, it's not used for men. (laughs) (laughs) But it literally means glitter. One of our uh, team members, Drea, that's her glitter. I want to nickname her glitter. Everything is glitter. She shines. She stands out. She's noticed. Not because she's looking for it, because she's just that woman of stature. But it has another unfolded meaning there as well. Because in in her keeping her body, in her knowing that she's good, and her keeping that light on at night, she's available to her husband at night. (laughs) Minister Johnny was very loud with that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the scripture talks about that. She's available to her husband at night. In other words, she still keeps her glory even at night. And the men said, Y'all are really laxed. And the men said, So it's okay, you got to wrap your head. I understand. You know, we take off all the makeup. And if you anything like me, the baggy the t-shirt, the better. <laughs> I wish I could tell y'all that I put on all the lace and the pretty stuff. For, I'm working on it. <laughs> but she makes herself available to her husband at night. Now I want to back up a little because when it goes up uh, uh, the verse 15, when it talks about how she lends or gives her, um, gives a portion to her handmaidens or her to her household. It's making, I used to, I hated Proverbs 13 for a long time. I didn't like it. Cause I'm like, there's no way one woman can be all this. This is impossible. This is a, this is a standard that's unachievable. It's unrighteous to qualify and be all of it. But these are characteristics that she should contain. But I also was like, and she got a staff. <laughs> if you give me a staff, I can be all that too. Give me a cook, a cleaning person, and an errand girl. I'm good. I'll, be, I'll have all the energy all night. <laughs> Hello. And the women said, Amen. Give me a staff. Give me a cook and a cleaning person and an errand person. I- Listen. I'll mess around and run for president. <laughs> Need some help in that area. I bring that up, and I go back there, because some of us, if you're a working wife, a working mom, and there's two house, household incomes, and you're find yourself wore out, sometimes, sometimes, it is, it is an investment in yourself to pay two, 300 dollars a month for that cleaning person to come and take care of your house. In fact, if me, I'm talking for, I'm speaking for Patricia Gregory. You know, I like my nails, I like my, I like my, my hair cut neatly, and you know, I got some extra hairs that I get waxed every so often. <laughs> but I would surrender that. If it was a choice, whether I'm having my cleaning person come or get that done, <laughs> I'm like, I can go get me a wax machine. I could, I, I, my husband can line me up. And my, my regular nails ain't so bad after all. So I'm just saying that to say, if you're finding yourself tired, wore out, and unable to keep up, sometimes it's worth that, setting aside that, and making that a budgetary item for your household. You know, a lot of times we want we hoarding the money, and we find that it's fleeting, but it's because we're, 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 we're worshiping something that was never meant to be worshiped. It's there to bring fluidity to life. Amen. Goes on in verse 19. She lays her hand to the spindle, her hands hold it to the staff. She stretches her hands out to the poor. Yes, she stretches forth her hands to the needy. Someone else that she's not willing to do herself. Says here that she puts her hand to the spindle, to the staff. In other words, she doesn't mind getting down and dirty to get it done. Sometimes we have to partner up with our husbands. You know, I remember when, when we were fired. And, you know, and I'm ready to go. What what do we need to do? Not that I'm glorious, but I understand what teamwork is about. You know, a lot of big corporations, they prefer to hire people that was part of a team effort or the military because they understand that it takes a group to move the boat, to move the mountain, One person can't do it by themselves. So it says here that she's willing to get in and do what needs to be done to make it happen. And she stretches her hand out to the poor. She's compassionate. When it says she stretches her hands out, reaches her hands out, stretches her hands to the poor, she's willing to tear off a piece. It's the same Hebrew word that's in the Greek when Jesus multiplied the bread. It's the same root word in the Hebrew as it is in the Greek. In other words, she doesn't mind giving a piece of what she has to those that are in need. But also when it says she reaches forth her hand to the needy, she is willing to give them opportunities to make it on their own. So she she might take the, the homeless girl who wants to do right and say, hey, you can start out by cleaning my home. You can start out by taking care of my kids. And, you know, you, gotta, you know what I'm saying. But she is not an enabler, but she's, help, she's willing to help someone to become able. 21, she's not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Now, ladies, I already talked about how we were created in the Garden of Eden, which means we're supposed to be of glory of fashion all the time. I'm not saying that you got to go and, 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 and make it vogue and in style every day, but we shouldn't be walking around with bursts of glory. We should be glorious at all times. There's nothing wrong with a ponytail every now and then, we need, headbands are necessary, headbands are very helpful. But you know, sometimes we take the natural look a little too far. If you decide not to wear deodorant, that's fine. But make sure you keep a washcloth with you at all times. Okay. I mean, because we we have people and and nothing's wrong with that. In fact, it's it's a good thing to want to be as natural as possible. But with primal behavior comes primal existence. (laughs) And especially if you're single, you want to attract, not detract. And the natural hairstyles are great, but that doesn't warrant not washing it. I'm saying that because this is, this is a lot of what's going on. I, I, a lot of what's going on today, especially in our young people. You know, we're, we're trying to take the road of least resistance, but the hygiene is necessary and very important. You know, when I was growing up, we, we were not like that but my father and my mother promised me you will never walk out of this house with your clothes dirty. And there's been times when they would do laundry. Go th- I mean, like, y'all remember those washboards? The wooden ones with the bridges at the bottom? And y'all remember the um, crank wash machine where you, after you washed it, you had to do that crank thing to wring it out? Listen, I can see it in my mind's eye as clear as day because there were times where they would go in the basement and they would do that in the basement of the apartment that we lived in at the time. And they would do that three, four times a day because I only had two or three changes of clothes, my brother and I. But one thing's for sure, those clothes were going to be clean and they were going to be ironed. (laughs) I'm in the South. Come on, I'm adopting my South colloquialisms. So, ladies especially, I, I, you know, my godmother brought me up and said, you can have the finest clothes, the best jewelry, and your makeup could be on point. But honey, if your hair not done, none of it matters. And she would tell me that all the time, because I walk around ponytails all over the place. (laughs) With a big Saturn ring around my head, y'all remember that? and I was brought up that way so you know the natural look is great but it still needs to be clean and neat amen so I mean I mean I I love the natural look but not if I get too close and it smells can we just keep it real I got the mic y'all can talk about me when y'all get home can you believe she said that they, that's why the church folks baby getting on my nerve. I got something. Yeah, I got something to say. <laughs> because you know what? Because someone else is talking about you. They're just not willing to tell you to your face. Okay, so anyway. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She she makes fine linen, she sells it, delivers girdles to the merchants. 25, it says strength and honor. Well, no, let me start with 24. Husbands, men. I'm going to close this out with a bang in a minute. But men, the count, there was a coach that made this statement uh, a long time ago. Men are oftentimes, especially during that time, but even today, men are oftentimes judged by the countenance of their wives. It's not ironic, It's no dink that the most successful men are in the most thriving marriages. I'm not saying they're perfect marriages, I'm not saying that they're error-free marriages, I'm not even saying that they're marriages that didn't go, that didn't go through something. Because believe it or not, 49% of existing marriages suffer some type of infidelity, whether it was emotional or sexual. It's an interesting, interesting stat. But the most successful men are usually involved in the most thriving marriages. And I'm talking about not just successfully money-wise, because money is easy. That's an easy goat to catch. But they're productive. They're the most valuable in their companies. They have favor like never before. They have the influence of people. They operate in a certain type of leadership. Because scripture says that if you can manage and dwell in your own home and manage that well, now you're fit for everything else. Man, if you've been married for some time and you are in a thriving marriage, listen, you survived the boot camp of of, of a community. So if you can deal with her, I'm just saying. So it says here that because of this, he's known in the gates and he sits among the elders of the land. He has favor. In fact, doesn't scripture say in the New Testament that he who gets a wife obtains favor with the Lord? When you lay your life down for her, God is the one responsible for your harvest. Amen. And the men said, they like, you don't know what I got to deal with, though, Pastor Tree. (laughs) I'm telling you, no. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is a law of kindness. She does not spend time worrying about what's going on. She is confident and she's well-established in the female that God created her to be. And for that reason, she might be jerked up. She might be jerked around a little bit. She might be, you know, taken aback a little bit. But at the end of the day, she knows her foundation. At the end of the day, she might go through a little something. She's entitled to have an emotional little setback. But she remembers who she is and and her comeback is roaring. And it's so roaring that it says she rejoices in time to come. She's not contemplating on what could go wrong, she's meditating on how to make sure it's going right. And God calls that strength, power, security, confidence, boldness. It's called faith. And it says she opened her mouth with wisdom, in her tongue is a law of kindness. She doesn't waste time clapping back. <laughs> I'm still being delivered. How many of you have had a situation happen? (laughs) Online? I know you know, you know. Something happened and it took you so off guard, because this just happened to me about a month ago. Something happened and they said something that took me so off guard, I I, I, I was like, okay. But then I spent the next two hours meditating on what I shoulda, coulda and woulda said. (laughs) I mean, I'm rehearsing the whole scene over with. I come home, I tell my husband about what happened, and I'm getting loud telling him what happened because I'm reliving the whole situation. I mean, I'm developing a script on how I'm gonna respond to something like that in the future. I'm still working on my virtuosity. Yes, that was 30 days ago, y'all. I'm working on it, God's working on me. But the virtuous woman is in pursuit of having the law of kindness on her lips. She can rule her house and not be a tyrant. Because, see, it goes on to say that she looketh well to the ways of her household. She eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain. But a woman that fears God, she shall be praised. Give her the fruits of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. This woman can be a boss and not be a tyrant. She could be smart, in control, a savvy businesswoman, making money, and still be humble, kind, patient, and loving. This woman can run things and her family still admires and respects her. They call her blessed because she's more about walking the walk instead of just talking a good talk. Now, you know, a lot of times, and I said earlier that the Proverbs 31 used to aggravate me. It did. Because I'm like, it's impossible for one woman to be this all this. But then I told you that I learned that this was simply a pattern. And, it, and it, though they are characteristics, we fulfill and walk in those characteristics in the design and the way in which God created us. But listen to this, you all. Proverbs 31, when I would study this all the time, and I'm making this so much about me. I realized this Proverbs 31 was never written to a woman. It was written to a man. Back up to Proverbs 31, verse 1. It was never written for the woman. It was written for her son. So if you've been sleeping on me, men of God, Go back and download the SoundCloud, especially if you're single. But it says, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows. Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroys kings. In other words, don't get concerned about how many women you can have because you're king. You can have a brothel full of them but this is what you want to look for. These are the characteristics, and, and when you find this, one is all you need. And so what it is, it's a song. Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, it's a song, and it's, it's, it's an acoustic. It's, it's it each lyric, each line, each verse is the beginning of the alphabet of the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Verses 10 through 31 are 22 verses. And it's a song that she sings to him and she teaches him, says it's a prophecy. For this is what I believe God for in you. And she says, a lot of people thought that this was written from uh, Bathsheba to, to Solomon. It wasn't. It was some other king that history has yet to really denote. But when she says son of my womb, that usually means my firstborn son. Well, we know Bathsheba had another son that died. So it wasn't written for Solomon because we know Solomon jacked some things up. He had thousands of wives. He missed this lesson. <laughs> but throughout history, the Ahava Jews, the, 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 the this different tribe of Jews, they would sing this every Sabbath to their wives to celebrate them. And basically, even if it might not necessarily be true, to remind them of this is why I chose you. You had characteristics that aligned with with what a great queen taught a great king. So this wasn't written to women. This is written to the baby boys of the earth that had queens for mothers by whom of whom she believed they would become kings. And each and every one of you here, if you're listening online, I declare that if you are hearing this, God intended for you to hear this, whether you're married or not, because God says you're a king. Which means whoever you're married to or whoever you have yet to marry, she's a queen. And do what it takes to get her, do what it takes to keep her because she is worth, Every ounce of energy, every ounce of time, every ounce of the fruit of the spirit, long suffering, patience, kindness, love, joy. (laughs) She is worth it because I created her as such. A lot of people think that this was written specifically for the wives. It wasn't. Like I said, this was a pattern characteristics see Ruth you can write this down in your notes I didn't put this on the notes so you know I I just there's so much in me that I just want to get in you but in the book of Ruth chapter 3 verse 11 Boaz says to her the people know already that thou art a virtuous woman this woman didn't have no kids and she was a widow But her character and how she dealt with Naomi and how she dealt with herself out in the public, in the community, as a poor woman, a homeless woman, denoted that the people knew and told him that she was a woman of virtue. So I don't care what your circumstances was. I don't care where you came from. You have inside of you, if the living God lives in you, you have inside of you the ability to shine. And to shine bright. The ability, the the strength and the power that it takes to be everything that God created you to be. No man qualifies you for that. He can't. Oftentimes we get frustrated because in our husbands, in that man, in that boyfriend, we're expecting him to love so unconditionally and to be this and that. Where he simply cannot. He can't he cannot be God and I don't care what throne you put him on he cannot so God created female because he wanted you to himself first Luke chapter 1 verses 28 through, uh, through 30 he talks about when he ordains and he tells Mary Mary you've gotten favor you have obtained favor with the Lord thy God in other words you are a virtuous woman This girl was all of 14, 15 years old. She ain't married, ain't ain't, ain't scared about sex. But God said she was virtuous. So much so that she had favor with him that he would carry the only begotten son. Understand this, Jesus himself spent a whole lot of time in his ministry dismantling three things. Go back and really look at Matthew, Luke, John, Mark, look at Acts, Revelations, really study that because when I went back and looked at the social aspect, when we had Katie Kazati here, that thing blew my mind. I had to spend some time just really dissecting God's, Jesus' social, his social, his community magnitude and authority in the earth. He did signs and wonders, the word of God and all that stuff. Yes, we know that, but his social impact was serious. Because he spent his ministry dismantling three things. Tradition of men, sexism, and racism. Did you know that? When he talked to Samaritan woman, when he dealt with the Ethiopian, when he dealt with the Romans and the centurion and he's healing them. He crossed all lines of racism. Because they thought that they were above. He He got in trouble with them because he kept going against their religion, their tradition. But understand this. The very first miracle he performed, he responded to a woman. The first, very first woman he delivered and, and set free was the adulterous woman. The very first woman he prophesied to and spoke to was a woman at the well. The very first people to go and minister and evangelize saying he's not dead, but he's alive, was Marilyn, uh, Mary Magdalene, a former prostitute, his mama, women. The people that actually carried his ministry and financed him were women. Even Paul, when he got going, the very first woman that funded him in Philippi was a woman. Jesus spent a whole lot of time in his ministry saying, hey, hey, you all have spent so much time degrading and denigrating these people, but they are a part of my kingdom. And they are just as necessary as you think you are. In fact, that's what he said. Did he not say neither Jew or Gentile, neither male or female shall separate me from the love of God? When we talk about Matthew chapter 19, he specifically says when they're talking about marriage, didn't Moses give us a right to divorce, for divorcement? And he said in the beginning was, it was not so. He's not saying so much that... But yes, he is saying divorce, it was not so. And he is talking about the hardness of their hearts. But when he says in the beginning, it was not so. He was basically saying in the beginning, no one had a right to put no one away. No one, I made them equal. And in the beginning, no one could just dismiss anyone. Both of them had authority. Both of them had ability. Both of them had calling. Both of them had power. Both of them had an assignment. In the beginning, it was not so because you done got so nasty and hung up on yourself. Moses gave you permission, but this wasn't my will. That's why I'm coming back to take this thing from you and deliver my covenant over to the other people that's going to take it seriously. (laughs) So understand that Proverbs chapter 31 was never written to a woman. It was written to a man that would soon become king. And if his kingdom was going to be prosperous, this is the woman he needed by his side. But for the woman who's adopted this, strive after the characteristics that make you godly. Return to loving yourself and loving the Lord your God with all your might. He can't give you what you think you need from him. He can't. He's not equipped. Otherwise, God would have made him God. But he says, I am God all by myself. Amen. Amen. Did y'all get something out of that? Praise God well what I don't want to do is I don't want to take for granted that everyone is on the same team so our hearts are in an our hearts and minds are in an attitude of prayer while people are doing some spiritual reconsideration listen Jesus died. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. He redeemed us from a subordinate position in the earth. He redeemed us from being yielded and in control by sin. He died and rose again so that we can walk in the fullness of the victory that he's provided for you. And yes, Jesus is Savior. He promises heaven and eternity with him. But he wants you to walk in victory on this earth. And you cannot do it outside of him. There's no job. There's no person that can give you what he and only he can give you. So if you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to pray with and for you. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior once upon a time, but you know you've lived life contrary to his will, you know that you have some some closet secrets that you 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 you're looking over your shoulder at any time you turn around and blame yourself for the bad things that happen because you're still living in the bad way of life some people call it back being backslidden we just call it simply being out of fellowship god is forever married to you and even though you might have given up on yourself he ain't never given it up in fact he's just right now in your decision he's ready to start to press the restart button and show you his glory or perhaps you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in tongue. That heavenly language, which is your direct connection to heaven that the enemy cannot interpret. It's your angelic language that makes things happen, even beyond what you know and understand. If you want to learn more about that, I would love to pray with you and give you that information. And finally, perhaps you have not found a church home, but you believe and you think... Linked Up Church is a church home for you. Pastor Gregory and I, we are committed. We are passionate. We are called to your victory. I mean, that's our driving force, is your victory, your overcoming, your winning, your authority in the earth. We promise you we will teach you the word of God. We will pray for you daily. And we will uplift you in your time of need. So... If you believe Linked Up Church is a church home for you, and you want to learn more information about that, I want to pray with and for you, and make sure you have that wherever your head is where wherever.